after several months of cooling house prices, it appears they're rebounding. I sunk every nickel I had in the world in this house! And you'll get it all back! I told you that! One of the city's top real estate analysts says he's never seen home prices this high for some of the city's neighborhoods. Up until three years ago, I was a regular old real estate agent. Putting people in homes, speculating on property, that was my job. Considering the cost differential between one radio spot and one television spot, we found these results quite intriguing. You don't seem to realize what business you're in. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. Put that coffee down. Welcome to Come List Me, the human interest podcast with a specialty in real estate marketing. Here's your host, Dave Sturgeon. Greetings. Hola. Bonjour. All right. That's actually, a, that's my favorite salutation right now. All right. Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Sturge broadcasting from Southern California, high up in the Mojave Desert. And I'm Tim Good. My friends call me full time. And I'm recording in northern Saskatchewan on the edge of Canada's boreal forest. Uh, how are you now? How are you now? It's another good one. <laughs> But yeah, all right is my favorite right now. It's um, we're on this British crime drama kick. I don't know if you ever watch British crime. There's some phenomenal shows. My beloved Coco and me have really gotten onto a kick for British crime drama, uh, and that's how the characters greet each other every time they walk into a room. All right, you what? All right. All right. I don't have the British accent down. In fact, we turn the closed captioning on because it's hard to understand British sometimes. It's just so thick that it, you, yeah, kind of just in case, so you can follow everything. Right. So that then now I'm watching the closed captioning and I see them walking over and what they're saying is, all right. You're and right, then mate. the person responds, all right. And that's their salutation. That's the greeting. Nice. Yeah, there's always the main two stars of the show, right? On these British crime drama shows, there's usually a man and woman. They're like the lead detective team. And every time they greet each other, You're that's right. Right. what they You're say. You're right. Anyway, we just love a bunch of them. The acting, the storylines. If you haven't watched any, they're fantastic. Okay, so what are some of the ones you're watching right now? Um, so I think the first one we that hooked us was Broadchurch. The chemistry between the two leads, uh, the D.I. Alec Hardy is the main guy, uh, played by David Tennant, and D.S. Ellie Miller, played by Olivia Coleman. You ever watch The Crown? I, you, you know what? I watched... The first two episodes, it's good. And some reason, it just didn't hook me. I, and I, I'm one of those people that, like, years later, once everybody, like, has, is in a se- season seven, I often go back and will watch them. But no, I, I, so I've seen The Crown, but I'm not sort of into it. Right. She plays the older Queen Elizabeth in the second phase of yeah. Yeah. that series, The Crown. But on Broadchurch, the chemistry between the two of them is unbelievable. And then I think the next one we watched after that was Happy Valley, which was great. And then Shetland, which is set in Shetland, right off the northern Scottish coast. And my background is Isle of Man, right? McFadden on my mom's side, so it's close by. So, you know, it's in my DNA, too. And I have a deep love for the cinematography, right. those coastal shots, and the greenery of that part of the world. Another one was Line of Duty, which was just fantastic. Tin Star with Tim Roth in it. A little gritty, maybe, if you're, you know, not into that. But Right, right, right. And 
I'd say the latest and our favorite of all of them is Unforgotten. But we just love the whole UK culture, that whole vibe. The tea culture, drinking a cup. Everybody's always drinking a cup of tea. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who it is. It can be a, a detective walking into a crime scene, and one of right, their right. assistants looks at them and says, Cuppa? Meaning, can I get you a cup of tea? They're constantly drinking tea, right? <laughs> Whereas here, I'd say, I think Canada's a little more of a tea culture right. than the U.S. U.S. is yeah. very much a... Coffee. A coffee culture. And I think Canada's going that way too, right? I yeah. mean, certainly there's a British influence in Canada, but I mean, especially in a younger generation, like coffee, like you would offer somebody a coffee or say, let's go for coffee long before talking about having let's tea. Let's go for a cup of tea. You just don't hear that here, right? Right. But my beloved and I, we love having a cup of tea. We go out for uh, dinner. We always like to have tea with our dessert after. And down here, a lot of restaurants we go to, we'll say, can we get some tea? And they'll bring us iced tea. Okay. We'll have to say no hot tea with milk, which they'll bring, and inevitably they forget to bring a spoon, which you need to stir it. But anyway, what are you guys watching these you days? You know what? To be honest, my wife and I, we're not TV watchers to the same extent. Like, we're real readers. Like, my wife and I will spend, like, the night on the couch, each reading our books. Uh, but my oldest daughter and I, every so often, will get into a series. So, uh, most recently... Her and I watched through The Mandalorian. Um, so that's like the Disney Plus now has the universe of Star Wars. So, And there was two seasons of The Mandalorian. And, and I'm a little bit into watching some of the Disney Plus Marvel Universe stuff. Um, sometimes on Fridays, I'll just feel like not thinking and watching something like that. So not, not as creative as some of the crime dramas and things like that. But, you know, a good Star Wars adventure can never go wrong. I love The Mandalorian, too. We'll, we'll watch. Yeah. The British crime drama stuff can get a little gritty and, and you know, it can <laughs> yeah. be a little bloody sometimes. So we'll usually end the night with either Mandalorian or Resident Alien. Have you seen this? Oh, I mean, I know of it. I haven't watched any of it yet. Is it good? Resident Alien is fantastic. My only fear is expected separation anxiety when I get close to the end of a season and I'm not sure if they're going to have another season or with COVID how long it'll take for them to actually produce the next season. I, I, I carry a lot of that separation anxiety. It's it's not easy. <laughs> sure. Do you remember when there were only three channels on TV? In fact, for us, we didn't have a TV. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. My dad got rid of right. it when he turned his back on the world and we headed north and <laughs> lived the hippie existence and I listened to radio all the time. But every once in a while, we go visit my grandma and she had a TV. Right. And there were two channels, three channels. Yeah. We called it Country Cable. Yeah. It was all there was. Right, I, I don't know how we would have survived COVID without Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Apple TV. The other thing that blows my mind is the volume and quality of entertainment that we can see on TV right now. It used to be, you wanted to see a movie, you had to go to the theater. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I, I actually can't fathom how they, the people in the industry, how, how there are enough people bright enough to write those screenplays to hire enough actors to direct that beautiful imagery and create all these amazing shows. They're unbelievable. What do you, you don't even care, right? You just read books. So. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I know what you're saying. Like, I mean, even just the ability, like if you just were to say, oh, I want to watch such and such a show, like just to pick a show, you know, and you know, among all the different places that are streaming, I mean, even old shows, right? Like, I mean, the different things that were like, once in syndication or only available through reruns, you can pretty much find anything you want 
to at least rent like through Apple, um, you know, movies or even now Google, like YouTube, you can, you, you, you watching a clip from a movie and the whole movie is available to rent via Google. I think there's like a whole, a whole channel for the Beverly Hills. Case. There's a whole channel for friends. All you watch is friends. Yeah, probably. Like you say, all those old shows, you're, you're able to see everything. I mean, the volume of entertainment that's available to people just inside their own home, it's unbelievable. It's the same for radio, too. Remember, back in the day, all you had was your local radio station. You'd get in in the car. If nothing else came in over the airwaves, you'd have that one station. That's the station that you would listen to. And then in time, the FCC here and the CRTC in Canada granted more and more licenses and and now there were multiple stations you could listen to but now you got Sirius XM you got Pandora Spotify and how many podcasts are there out there on the internet now yeah i mean a million maybe 2 million i don't know yeah i don't get crazy anyway we are stoked that you found us amid the millions of podcasts come list me is a human interest podcast with a specialty in real estate marketing and the podcast is called Come List Me because that's what we want your customers to say when they call you. We want them to call you or your ISA. And when you pick up the phone, we want them to say, Hey, I've heard all about you. I see you. I hear you everywhere. My favorite personality on the radio says you're the only agent that I should hire. And hey, if my radio friend trusts you, then I trust you. Come list me. On today's show, we're going to answer the question, who cares about your brand? All right. Once again, this is a question for you as a real estate agent who really cares about your brand. So let's first of all, take a 30,000 foot view of the real estate industry just to get us started. There are about 2 million agents in North America. Vast majority are hobbyists that sell two to four homes a year. And that's fantastic. If that's the career you want, fantastic. Majority of those are helping buyers to buy homes. And they find those customers by working open houses, or they may get a lead or two from their broker. The average agent spends about 200 bucks a month on business cards and photocopied flyers. That's the marketing average spend for a real estate agent. Uh, you know, they'll get out, they'll network at chamber events, they'll ask for referrals from family and friends, they'll cold call FISBOs and expireds, and FISBOs being for sale by owners. Uh, expires being listings that have now expired and they'll find that out and then they'll reach out to those people. They'll do door knocking in neighborhoods and get told over and over again, I have my own religion, but they keep going. <laughs> in other words, the, the vast majority of agents don't have a paid marketing system in place that creates a constant flow of incoming leads from buyers or sellers. So why wouldn't they? Why would an agent not have a robust lead flow system in place? Yeah, basically it's just money. It just costs money. And if you're only selling two or three or four homes a year, that might be a half decent living, but it's not enough to have a robust marketing plan in place. Uh, or the agent might have the money, but they've been burned by the marketing stuff they've done in the past or they didn't do it long enough and they just have sort of been burned and jaded about, by the whole marketing experience. Paid marketing in their world, you know, I've tried it, I've been there, I'm not going to do it anymore. That doesn't mean, just so you know, okay, just that doesn't mean paid marketing doesn't work, but it does mean that the wrong paid marketing doesn't work, that's for sure. 
but the right marketing strategy implemented and managed by uh, an ad agency with a track record of success in the real estate industry or for real estate agents. Now, that's a whole different ballgame. And that's us. And that's what we do here at Come Listening. So on this podcast, we'll help you know what advertising works and what advertising doesn't. To use an illustration, you're not shoving your marketing dollars into a paper bag and lighting it on fire. So back to the theme, who cares about a real estate agent's brand? What do you think, full-time? I think that it's obvious. For a real estate agent, their customer is someone who needs to buy a home. Okay, so you're saying that the person who cares about a real estate's brand is a home buyer. All right. And, And I think you're response is the one that most agents would give as well. So let's just break it down, see if that's true. To say that buyers care about an agent's brand would suggest that a buyer begins the process of finding a home by finding an agent. So does a home buyer begin the process of finding a home by finding an agent? No, no, that that wouldn't be where they would start. Right. So according to the latest research, the average buyer spends a minimum of three weeks searching for homes on their own before trying to find an agent. And how do most buyers find an agent? Well, unless they have a strong relationship with an agent they've worked with in the past, most buyers just end up working with one of the agents they meet on their home search. Somebody at an open house, the listing agent whose name is on the sign of a home they're interested in, uh, a friend or family member who's in the business, that kind of thing. The main point is buyers are searching for houses. Buyers don't start the process of finding a home by finding an agent. Okay, so who is looking for an agent? Good question, and we'll answer that in a minute. More Come List Me in a moment. I want to introduce you to my digital partners at Cast Services, the authority on real estate best practices and technology. From building you a website to maximized web conversion, to lead follow-up, to learning how to generate more five-star Google reviews, my friends at Cast Services are the digital partners you're looking for. And listen to this, right now, if you're one of the first 10 agents to enter this week's contest, you'll receive at no charge a complete web audit or CRM audit, your choice from our digital partners at Cast Services. To enter, go to radiotvagents.com and click on the Cast Contest button. They're the digital experts I trust, and you can trust them too. Cast Services, the authority on real estate best practices and technology. Go to radiotvagents.com, click the link to cast services on our partners page, and get started today. And we're back. So the question we left you with is, who is looking for an agent? That is the question. And the answer is whoever needs an agent to do the things they can't do on their own, a buyer can look for homes on their own. So the answer is a home seller. Yes, some homeowners try to sell their home on their own. 
the FISBOs we talked about earlier, but nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, when a homeowner is ready to sell, the first thing they need and the first thing they're looking for is an agent. Buyers are searching for the right house. Sellers are searching for the right agent. So it's sellers who care about your brand. Sellers need your help to sell their home. Yes, that makes sense. So as a real estate agent, if growth is important to you, if you have the ambition to want to grow your team, when you're ready to start crafting that kind of a growth-minded brand, make sure the time and resources you invest into your marketing are seller-facing. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't do marketing to buyers. Of course you will. But in terms of the brand, your website, your any of your top-of-funnel marketing decisions... You want it to be seller-facing. And by the way, here's the good news. Everything you do to build and market your brand with sellers will attract buyers. Listings make babies. Every listing attracts at least two buyers. So, so dozens, maybe hundreds of buyers will see your brand when you're the listing agent. There will always be one or two buyers who don't buy that particular listing, but then end up working with you or one of your agents to buy another one of your listings or even another listing by another agent. But you still get that buyer business. You still get another buyer from that listing. And of course, one buyer will always buy the listing. And the good news there is you're guaranteed your commission because you are the listing agent. Now, this secret sauce that gives you unfair advantage over your competition starts with marketing your brand to sellers. Now you know who truly cares about your brand. So once again, with meaning full-time, buyers are searching for houses, sellers are searching for agents. This one real estate marketing nugget is foundationally critical to the growth of your business. And it's surprising how one good decision can alter the rest of your life. Let me tell you a story. Oh boy, story time. This is the story of the box on the road, okay? Okay, we're going back to the 70s. I was 17 years old, and I owned a blue 1972 Ford F-250 pickup truck. Four-speed manual transmission, the big long stick that came out of the grommet on the floor with the huge ball fit in your fist with bull low, and then second, third, and fourth, and reverse, even had reverse. So that was the vehicle that I owned, and I had a summer job as a welder's helper. And I was working at Adams Mine in Kirkland Lake with uh, a contractor. And each day would start by me driving the back roads to get to his place, which was about 15, 20 miles away over the back roads. And we lived out in Hudson Township, 10 miles west of New Liskard. And so to get to Earlton, I would take Highway 65 out through Kearns and then cut off on Highway 562. These were all paved roads, by the way, at the time. And I would take that route off to Earlton to arrive at Tiny Kitchen's welding shop, and then we would jump in his truck and head off to Adam's Mine and work every day. Well, I'm 17. I'm a goofball. I'm just a young guy heading off to work. No, not a care in the world. So this one day, while I'm heading off to work, I'm driving down Highway 562. I've gotten off Highway 65 and now on 562. And I hope that everyone listening is following along on Google Maps right now. It's important. Get the, if you can possibly use the satellite version, that might help you. 
But as I'm driving by, and I knew everybody who lived there. I mean, it's it's a rural community, and you know where all your friends live because they all get on a bus and go to the same school as you do, and you've grown up together. And so I know that I'm driving past Mark Elliott's house. So Mark Elliott's a guy I went to school with, and I'm driving by his house, right? Just so happens at this moment, I'm driving by Mark Elliott's house. And as I approach Mark's house in my blue 250, there's a fairly large cardboard box sitting in the middle of the road. It's two feet by two feet, maybe, right? And and as a young guy without a lot of experience, I'm thinking, I'm going to crush that puppy. This is awesome. I'm happy. I got something to drive over on my way to work in the morning, right? Now, at the last minute, and here's, here's where I'm talking about a decision that can change your life. At the last minute, I decide, you know what, maybe there's something heavy in there that could wreck the undercarriage of my vehicle. Could be like an old engine part that was in a box or something. And so for selfish reasons, I decide to veer quickly around the box and not hit it. I had the presence of mind in that moment. Something as I think back now that my dad may have instilled in me to be fairly prudent when you're driving, that won out over my exuberance at the thought of being able to crush something with the truck, see? So I veer around the box and I'm driving on down the road and I glance in my rearview mirror and Mark Elliott's little brother stands up out of the box. Wow. Waving at me. <laughs> Hi, Dave. I slammed on the brakes. I think that was... Well, I, 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 it must have been the first panic attack I ever had in my life. And I pulled over to the side of the road. And it is true, your whole life flashes before your eyes. Because just try to consider how that might have changed my life. And who cares about that? Let's first start about how it would have changed Mark Elliott's life and his brother, yeah. little brother's life. And But for the purpose of this discussion, the moral of the story is one decision early in life or early in the life of your business can ultimately result in extraordinary success or remarkable failure and deep regret. So for the purpose of our conversation today, we're talking about how to start structuring your marketing as a growth-minded agent. And the lesson today is simply build your real estate brand to attract sellers and the buyers will come. If you build it, they will get, write that down, someone. Yep, right, right, yeah. I right don't here. get it. Thank you. Listen, I really hope today's show is helpful to you. Our objective is to help you create a culture where more and more customers start calling you up and saying, hey, come list me. Now, before we wrap up, like we do at the end of every show, Tim and I like to take a minute to acknowledge a podcast that inspires us. So, Tim, why don't you go first? Sure. Well, on our often theme of marketing. Uh, My podcast of the week is called Under the Influence with Terry O'Reilly. This is the podcast that originated as a radio show on CBC in Canada. It's such a great podcast. O'Reilly breaks down so many unique and quirky topics related to the marketing that we see and hear around us. A few episode titles I think are great. Uh, Season 7, Famous Jingles. I dare you to listen to that one and not have a smile on your face afterwards. Love that. Uh, Season 6, called Passport Revoked. When brands fail internationally, uh, so like differences between countries and the way branding like, could just just be destroyed because it doesn't mean the same thing. That's interesting. And then 
And then one of the final one, one of his titles, is, is the theme is Words Invented by Marketers. And I'll just leave that one with you. Just try and think of the words that were invented by marketers. Beautiful. So, I remember that on CBC. I didn't know it was a podcast. Thank you for that. That's a great yeah, tip. And, I will. and a lot of them are archived, but uh, they're, they're really great. It's worth a worth listen. So how about you, Dave? What, what's your podcast for this week? Well, I want to give a shout out to a podcast called Reply All by PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. These are down-to-earth guys telling stories about the simplest things that we encounter in life and with their own unique take on the human condition. They make you laugh. They make you tear up. They make you basically just want to hang out with them and have a beer. My favorite is episode 102, Long Distance. And in a nutshell, it's what happens when Alex decides to keep a telemarketer on the phone. Those are the best. It's fantastic. You'll love it. Reply all from Gimlet Media. And that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to give you the who, what, when, where, why, and how to build a bulletproof real estate brand. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and give us a share or a five-star review, please. I'm Dave Sturgeon. Be kind, be patient, and find joy this day. The podcast Come List Me is written by Dave Sturgeon and produced by me, Tim Good, with sound engineering by Destin Avery. The soundtrack for the show was written by Dave Sturgeon, arranged and produced by Michael Peters, with additional music by Jonathan Wilkins and Destin Avery. Rob Reeford is the show's voice of God. Web design and content by Constance Renard Sturgeon. If you have feedback about the show, go to our website, Radio TV Agents, and click on Come List Me. If you have something to say, why not add your voice to the show? We'd love it if you would leave us a voicemail with your questions, comments, or topic suggestions at 760-895-9522. That's 760-895-9522. Make sure on your message to give us permission to use your voice on the show. Come Listen to Me is heard on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and is a production of Radio TV Agents, LLC. (laughs) 